informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things. Brian here, and I'm being distracted by Elliot holding up a picture from Instagram. Um, Elliot, we're recording. Put your phone away. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey. She was saying, hi, Brian. How are you I doing? She could be here in person saying that hello, and I'd be very happy. Right, and I wouldn't be in the room because I'm always going to show up. And then, like, yeah, but you're married anyway. Like, I'm not going to be a scene. I'm not going to be a, a, a site of a murder scene. So well, we're kind of sneaking in a recording session uh, as the four o'clock games or three o'clock for all of us in Central Time mm-hmm. finish up and before the uh, night game comes on. But yeah, football's being wild. Mm-hmm. We, we just had a little discussion about how, once again, Elliot's right. The Browns managed to fuck it up. Being a Browns fan means that, like, year in and year out, you don't have to worry about your hopes being dashed. All those little things that the you know, Cowboys fans every year have, like, this hope and this belief that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Jerry Jones has not said that whatsoever. He just said they put out a product that they'll enjoy. It'd be entertaining. Like, we don't even do that. We are, it's exactly what it is. It's the mistake by the lake. And if you're crazy enough to believe that something was good was going to happen from that, maybe you need to get one of those masseuse that's been popular in the news in and around Houston and Cleveland over the last couple of years. Because that's the only feel good you're going to get. Oh, geez. I have a question for you after I spent the good portion of yesterday and and uh, yeah, most of today watching world-class athletes uh-huh. do world-class athletic things. Of which we are none of those things. Right. But my question for you is, what sport do you think you could go pro in? Right now? And justify your answer. Cornhole. Damn it, you took my answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running. Remember, just, it's, just, it's just sitting okay, and throwing. Let's, let's say you get six months to train up. Uh-huh. Before you enter the competition, uh-huh. what sport do you think you could hang with the pros with six months of lead up? Cornhole. That's about it, man. Like I, I guess. Hold on. I guess if I had a pool table and I could practice that like a couple hours a night, every night for like six months, I could probably hold my own and possibly bowling. You know, in somewhere in that category, if, if you're talking about like getting onto an actual field, a field of competition, like outdoors, there's a court involved or something, like where it's like 94 foot or more. Oh no, I'm not doing that whatsoever. I like unless it, unless it involves coaching, I can coach a team to victory, but I'm not going to get out and lead that team in athletically to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I'm not doing tennis. I'm not even going to try badminton. I don't even know if there is a badminton pro league. But if there is, I'm not doing that either. It's in like Thailand. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would go, but I'll probably end up staying. Maybe a one way trip. The food I, for my for my long, a long lost 
in heaven friend Alex Beverly, who went there several times. Loved the place. Food was killer. Food scene. Ellie Eats, epic Thailand version. Would do it. Would not come back, though. So, I think you're right when it comes to, like, cornhole. Uh-huh. Like I said, that was going to be my answer. Because uh-huh. I think, especially given six months, uh-huh. I could calibrate my arm to make those throws. See, the thing with you, though, the one I could see you doing, I can see you being a professional arm wrestler. Because yeah. you got, you know, you got, for those of y'all that, we don't do the video podcast, y'all would have seen it. This man has pipes. He's he is super strong. Like I, I love to see him along up, up against you know another professional arm wrestler. Give him six months. He's a former football player. He's got that injector speed. He can like do that whole injector speed. That whole go that whole like Goku thing. Can I get a huh? Yeah, he could do that. Brian could do that. Me on the other hand, yeah, yeah, I'm not arm wrestling anybody. I. I mean, keep in mind, they do that by weight class, so. Yeah, that's fine. But remember, we all remember, I told you about that story that I did with against a guy that was a power lifter when I was a younger man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I learned my, I got tossed out of my own cash wrap. <laughs> when that, was, that was impressive. I, we don't need to do that. That's not my thing at all. Like, I had, my, I had a young kid that was, He's probably not young now. He's probably like in his thirties now. But at the time, though, made his made his and her day. Both of them. In the interest of going with a different sport than what you said, although you suggested one, I think that given six months, I could go pro bowling. Right. Here's the thing, though: like to do that, like that six months would have to be eating, sleeping, drinking, living that sport. Uh huh. Like that would be the only thing I'd be doing. Because I would have to, there would have to be equipment upgrades, there would have to be equipment, you know, experimentation uh-huh. when it comes to grip and it comes to, you know, especially with bowling, how you're going to drill your ball, what type of ball, and learning shots and such. Yeah, and let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, he has, like, when it comes to hands, he has bear claws. Me, on the other hand, I got spider fingers. So I, and it doesn't matter, I don't have to have special holes drilled in the ball. Him, on the other hand, I went bowling with him one time. He couldn't get his hand, his fingers into anything. He was, like, literally palming the bowling ball, right? That's – I don't have that issue. I'm a little guy, though. I'm 5'6". My hands are, like, just this, just not. My, my <laughs> five-year-old's hands are getting closer to my hand size, you know, and all of that. So um, I think that – Another sport that Brian could probably do if he focused on it for six months would actually be disc golf. I think. Um. Okay. So this is just the screen thing. There actually, like, again, it comes down to equipment, living, breathing it, like just practicing constantly. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. See, he doesn't see. And here's the thing, Brian. His, for Brian's advantage, he has a he has this this one particular advantage that most guys in our age group, just including myself, just do not have. He has the single man's advantage. He has no wife, no kids. He can literally None of that go forward, go, 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 he could literally go to work, come home, and do that thing. No, no, no. My point is in this scenario, uh-huh. that is your job. It's your job to prepare for the pro league. Right. That's, that's this hypothetical scenario. So 
that advantage is no longer in play because now you've got the same eight hours a day to prepare as I do. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that we've seen it in other pro sports even. Like they were the the guys will say like Andre Agassi was dominant until he became a dad, right? And then there was that there was that for all what you're talking about the distraction. I, mean, I feel like you're throwing your family under the bus. No, like no, man, I could have been a contender. It's, 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 it's just, it wasn't for the wife and kids. It's like it's just I could have been out there kicking asses. It's, like, it's just it's just but I got soft. It's just a re- it's, it's just it's just a reality. They're like, and you see, you see it in other careers, even like across the board, like the guys that the men and women that don't have any other attachments at home can just go to work and and focus on whatever their craft is. Do that without having to deal with somebody like whining and wanting some attention. Like you, like can just focus on you just doing you. Those people, like when it comes to those crafts, operate on a whole other level. And it's not knocking it; it's just acknowledging that that's just that whole deal we saw with Tiger. Yeah, we definitely did. Because Tiger, he was, we all remember his greatness. And then he tried to keep on being Tiger as what he was doing was, you know, yeah, all of that. We all know. And (laughs) it was like sentence fragment city. I'm trying to like, you know, let's put it this way. This is an explicit podcast. You can be explicit. Like he had relations. He can have relations, we you know, with whoever he wanted to. All right. being single. All right, and and be and, fo- and focus on the and focus on the job, and focus on his his craft at hand, right? Because he wasn't a parent. It wasn't like he tried to continue doing all those other things he was doing before they came into his life, and then that's when the train wreck happened. Well, I mean, let's be real. We can't put it on Elon and the kids because. The problem was the fact that Tiger was trying to fuck his way through every Hooters roster. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing is that it's like and I'm not putting it on Elon and the kids, but the reality is he was if he was he kept trying to maintain the single minded focus of doing what what he had done, which led on his he done on his way up to the top, right? And then when he got to the top, he added these other pieces that had nothing to do with his road all the way up to there, right? Like when you by yourself. Who you go, who you with at night is your own business. When you add, when you become, and you add other titles to being the husband or being the wife and a parent, I said, now you have those things also require responsibilities that you didn't necessarily have to have. Okay. And I would know this because I have to deal with this on a regular basis. Yeah. But see, that wasn't what this hypothetical was about. Yeah, you given this is the same scenario for both of us. Uh-huh. What can you go pro in? Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your wife and kids. Has nothing to do with your distraction level. Yeah. Given six months, where all you have to do is eat, sleep, and breathe this sport. What can you go pro in? You went with cornhole, and I agree that you mm-hmm. probably could. Right. That said, I've played you a couple times and. You got a lot of practice to get in. Yeah, and, and, and given the fact that my reality that you're talking about of six months and not having to focus on anything else, that reality doesn't exist. That's why we do hypotheticals. I know hypotheticals. Okay, so you're in the professional cornhole league. Uh-huh. You're at the Johnsonville Brats Open. In the Johnsonville Brats, absolutely. Um, at the Johnsonville Brats Open, absolutely. Brian, 
Brian would be drinking the beers. I'd just be eating the brats. You're drinking a root beer. You have to have something in your hand. Water. Whatever. <laughs> and it's time. You're getting introduced. Uh-huh. What is your walk-up song? You know what? I grew up a Hulk Hogan fan. So that's what's going to be. I'm a real American. <laughs> yes. Either that or Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child from the NWO era. I'll tell you what, that's not a bad one. Uh, but either way, we one of those two. I believe when I come up to the lane, uh, I'm coming into Muse's Uprising. I have no idea what that is. Uh-huh. You're going to need to for the bread kit. But we'll get there. I think it's a badass song, and it's a perfect song for somebody who's coming up on the scene and is going to upset the apple cart. Right. Which essentially, that's what you're trying to do if you take six months to get good enough to become a pro at something. Right. But that being said, though, a little bit of a sidebar. I mean, since this is the last time we recorded, there was a significant death in the world, depending on your perspective. And that would be the queen. God save the queen. Right. But now, officially, with her passing, there is only. At this point, one queen of England, and they are still the champions, my friend. And they'll still be fighting till the end. They are the champions. Dear God, did you just do it? Did you literally interrupt me and all of a sudden to drop that garbage-ass joke? First off, we look like a podcast or a couple people who talk about the queen. You like the queen. You're like, you like the queen. I like queen. Oh my god. Don't and, um, God save like, don't, queen. God save me. God, like, like <laughs> what, is your Mercury rising? Freddie, calm down. Oh listen, I'm not what will bite the best. Brian may or may not hit you over the head with a guitar at some point. Hey-o. <laughs> Listen to the Queen, like one of the, one of uh, Freddie Mercury's warm ups in a foreign concert. That stuff was epic. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, you're coming into Real American or Voodoo Child. Uh huh. You know what's funny is neither one of us said pro wrestling, and honestly, I think we could go in now. Mind you, we would not be making it to WWE in six months. No, we wouldn't. But. I could definitely see myself managing you. <laughs> and I don't remember, have we ever talked about this before? Like, if you were going to be a wrestler, what would your gimmick be? I'm going to let you go first with that one, because I don't remember us ever talking about it, but I think we can cover it. What would your gimmick be if you were going to be a pro wrestler? Well, I would say the hitman, but that one's already been taken. But Bret Hart was never really a hitman. He was just a really technical wrestler. There was nothing really, like, just truly smooth. Like, he just hit you from nowhere. You know, like, that was, that would be like Randy Orton. But Randy Orton was the RKL. So, I would, I don't know what my gimmick would be. I can't believe you've never, ever thought about this. No, I, I just, I just because I, I, it, it definitely certainly can never be the, like, super overpowered, like, muscled up dude that could break chains and all that. That's not me. Um... <laughs> like I wouldn't believe that at all. 
So you're not going to be a Brock Lesnar type? No, look at me. There's nothing about me that strikes fear in the heart of anybody. I'd probably be like a really good manager type, like a Paul Ellering type. I can see me being that type of guy. So what's funny is my plan involves you. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And it involves you being kind of a James Ellsworth type of guy and me being your manager. And I come out in my lab coat. I'd have, like, wild-ass Einstein hair. I would come out as, like, this mad scientist and claim that I had genetically engineered the perfect wrestler uh-huh. that would, would was unbeatable and could never be taken down, all this stuff, just talk all this stupid shit, and then have you come out. Uh-huh. No, like you have said, you're a smaller dude. Right. Like... You come out, you start wrestling, you're getting your ass kicked. Whoop, what's that in the pocket of Dr. Brian's lab coat? Uh, oh, it's some kind of green acid mist. Right. All of a sudden, whoop, you're just on this winning streak because of me cheating. Like, right. just healing it up. Right. I think it'd be amazing. We could probably get Party World Wrestling to give us a shot. <laughs> oh, right. That'd be funny. Considering they do have the pizza man. I don't know. Did you see any of that floating around the internet? No. So there's this guy who wrestles for Party World Wrestling, which is a promotion out of Austin. Okay. They specialize in just the absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. And it's hilariously fun. Right. And one of their wrestlers, like his gimmick is that he's a pizza maker. Right. And he will literally, during his match, be spinning dough. Uh-huh. Like, while he's, like, he'll, like, toss up in the air, mm-hmm. smack somebody, catch it. You know, he'll be spinning it with one hand while he's slapping somebody. Like, it's amazing and it's hilarious. Well, the, somewhere along the line, I don't know where he was working. He was working some kind of indie show or something. Uh-huh. And people on the wrestling web caught sight of it. Uh-huh. And people are just, like, lighting him up. Right. And they're talking about, oh, this is why the Indies are bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you people not see the entertainment value in this? Like, right. there's some people who are very super serious. Yeah, they're, ortho- they're, they're orthodox. They're like, they're, you find that in every group. There's people that like Star Trek, and then there's the Trekkies. There's a, and there's a Trekkie purist. Like, it has to be the canon. And the, you can't just watch the damn movie for the fact for its entertainment value. Star Trek has this too, or Star Wars has this too. Yes. And like, and, and the comic books. Oh, God. I mean, like, dear God, do you, like, you do realize that all these people are fiction, right? None of them. We're not talking about Margaret Thatcher. We're talking about Rogue, who never existed. Right? We're we're not I mean Margaret Thatcher was real. No, I'm just wondering how that's the name you pull out of the ether. I mean I'm just I'm just I'm just like said, I mean because I'm very that, focused on Britain today. Well like, cause, like because really, cause because that's like because Britain because British anything is like fun is like a fun type of thing. Whereas if I were to talk about the anybody in the American celebrity, political, whatever, I'm like, no. Listen, not. That's like talking about politics. I've done it. Let's keep on moving forward. <laughs> I mean, you have mentioned two political figures. Yeah, but they were today. like both dead. Yes, 
Well, exactly. Would you like to bring in Churchill for the trifecta? Might as well, but at least the thing. But 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 I'm just saying that the purists would have you thinking that everything in Marvel and DC or Dark Horse has to be that particular way. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's fiction, <laughs> not history. Oh, the people killing She-Hulk over the twerking scene. Uh, the post-credits celebrity cameo twerking scene. That was hilarious and to me. People, yeah, me too. It was funny. It was entertaining. But people, oh my God, they're like, I can't believe they're doing that to She-Hulk. Like, get out of here with that bullshit. I mean, because you know, here's, here's the thing. Obviously, then, if we're gonna if we're gonna be purists like that, you do you're obviously not a true purist because for those of us that are old enough, know that she was always a goofball. Hulk was the straight, like, serious because he had multiple personalities and you didn't know which one you were going to get. She was always had it together and was corny. She was comical. She had a personality. We liked her. That was always the case. And in every in every in, in an every animated rendition of her, she was always that fun girl, like goofy, kinda whatever. But around the she was like the round the way girl. That's who She Hulk is. So the fact is that that like you're trying to make her into whatever. Like like the last this most recent episode, I'm like, I like this. I like how the writers are going with this. Like I'm thoroughly enjoying the show. Yeah. Like, in fact, the, the writers, the writers for She-Hulk need to, need, should have been the writers for practically everybody else that Disney has tried to crank out in the so, Marvel Universe. Okay. Another, another example of this. Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh-huh. I watched it this weekend for uh-huh. the first time. Yeah. It was freaking fantastic. It was. Why are, like, I do not understand this, like, criticism of a very fun movie. Yeah. It was incredibly fun. Uh-huh. Like, my only disappointment is that Natalie Portman's no longer going to be in the MCU. Right. But, you know, but, it, but, 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 you know what? It does kind of make sense why she's not. Because she, like Bruce Wayne, like Tony Stark, they're average humans. So they're not the God type, right? So they are going to age. They're not going to be ageless. In some way, somehow... It's going to tip what something's going to happen is going to take them out because Thor, Thor, the Thor, can lift a meteor. Natalie Portman's character cannot. She's more like going to get squashed by that meteor. Okay, <laughs> they're like, "Cause I like that's just how that is, right?" And they showed the fact that even though she had Thor's power. Cancer was still killing her. Yeah. Nevertheless, so she was not Asgardian. The like, like, and all this. So you knew that this was going to happen at some point, anyway, right? And so that was the perfect way to do it. And the fact that and I remember when, when years ago when they had because this fight I've been going on for a minute when they came out with the female Thor, right? Right. And like, and I never had a problem with because. What if the whole notion is that it's a title as opposed to, like... or well, So I did think it was weird because she kept saying that she was a Thor. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, that's just like She-Hulk is a Hulk. Yeah. And I was like, eh. But, but what else do you call them without creating another, another term? Right. I thought that was a little odd, but it didn't 
It, it isn't going to rock the boat. It wasn't the thing that was was going to kill me about the movie. Uh, like I said, I thought it was good. I thought that Russell Crowe's Zeus yes. was, I mean, quite frankly, to, it was hilarious. to use the right term here, he was fabulous. Yes, <laughs> he was. He was. He was. He was, the, he was the perfect choice for it, too. He, he, he really delivered it. Absolutely. Like, all I could think, though, at one point was, as, as he as he did the arm spread move, I'm like, are we going to hear or are you not entertained? Right. Is the I want to ask you, though, who was the guy that was in 300? Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. I always thought it would be a cool movie to have Gerard Butler and Russell Crowe in, in action, like, movie, like, type, and have the two of them in there. I feel like maybe they did do a movie together. Well, I mean... I, it was yeah, fun. I also figure that Gladiator and and three hundred three hundred were what ten years apart, roughly not more, right? And Russell Crowe at that point had already moved on to all kinds of other different types of movies, right? He 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 did not stay an action star, right? Yeah, and just good for him for his career path, you know. Right, he's a, he's, he's a good actor. I just kind of like thought it'd be kind of cool, just that even if it would be, be an action or something. I just thought it'd be cool to have the both of them because they, I kind of viewed them as being looking as looking relatively similar. Yeah, I mean not not alike, just similar. Yeah, and I said that would be intriguing enough because there, there's a guy because there's Matthew McConaughey and there's another actor. This is not same as Lucas that they look similar to each other. And I and I think in one of the um and there was a movie that they both ended up being in that I forget the name of the movie. Forgive me, I'm older. I'm gonna forget that shit. This is a great story, like half the details are missing, like right. but, but we then, can't then, follow it. Yeah, you know, like, like, like that would be I was like, this is one of those things, you know, like there was there was a uh the like there was Helen Hunt and then there was an actress who was in uh What's that Matt Damon movie? Um, he was an assassin. Oh, um, the Born Identity. Yeah, there was a woman that's in there that looked like she could pass for Helen Hunt's daughter. Oh, okay. There is. So <clears throat> I think you're probably talking about Julia Stiles, but it's it's funny. Julia Stiles has like a doppelganger too. That's um, mm-hmm. I want to say she was in Swim Fan. Okay. Do you remember? Like there was like two women who looked like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually, in the interest of having actual information, look it up real quick. Okay. This is um absolutely stellar radio. Erica Christensen. Okay. Yeah, her and Julia Stiles and I think you can make a, an argument, Ivan Strahovski, right from Chuck. Uh huh. They could, like, you could get confused by the three of them. Right. But, yeah, there's plenty of the doppelganger effect, and we get into the details of that, and I don't remember what your point was. I just said, like, I, I just say that, that we're talking about, like, you know. Like, oh, Gerard Butler and Russell Crowe. Crow, like, doing a, something together. That's all. That's the whole thing. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm all about a doppelganger thing going on where, like, actors that look close to each other really play to play with the public uh, consciousness, have them in the movie together. And let's just see what happens, right? You know, let's just see. Let's just see. Let's, because like, uh, the last doppelganger that, major doppelganger that I, I knew growing up coming up was Teresa Randall and Layla Rashan. 
like they're two black actresses, right? They have when they were younger, they could have passed off one for the other, right? Unless you like were paying attention. There were some movies that would say, like, no, she was in that. And then they kind of find out, like, no, it was her. And then the other way around, right? It was, it was all of that. So I believe what we have learned this evening is none of us, neither one of us thinks we could do a sport that requires fast twitch athletic ability. Oh, no. It would definitely be precision sports. Yep. Because I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that cornhole and bowling don't require some kind of athletic ability, but they definitely are more precision based. If it was, if it was that easy, we'd all be pros. That's what I, that's what I always have to remember when I'm on the golf course and I hit a pitching driver and I was like, you know what? If it was easy, we'd all be pros. Tiger wouldn't be special if it was easy. Tiger was his Tiger special because uh, Elon like hit him with a golf club. That's when he became special. That's what kind of ended the special. <laughs> he became a different. He's had some moments of special since then, but the consistently special. Yes, exactly. And we're walking up to some. Uh, Elliot's making a wrestling entrance, even though he has no idea who he'd be as a wrestler. Nope. That's all right. I got you covered. <laughs> You notice how my plan is me on the outside of the ring doing cheating shenanigans, but you on the inside of the ring taking bumps. Right, and I'm the older one of the two of us, right? He's the younger one. He's the smarter one. He should <laughs> He should be on he should be on the inside. He's a football player. He's bragged about on this show multiple times how big, bad and tough he is. Let him go ahead and give the break the, the big J, uh DJ Big Bright uh spear. In the middle of the ring. But here's the thing. Because no one's going to get grind up in a jackhammer. The comedy heel act would not work if I was the one in the ring. If you came out and you said you genetically engineered a wrestler who people aren't going to be able to beat, and I come out, well, that's semi-believable. Uh-huh. Because of my size. Right. Not because I have some kind of skill. Trust me, I wrestled when I was a kid. I sucked. My first match was like four seconds. Like, the kid slapped me in the head, picked my ankle, and I'm looking at the ceiling. It's over. I would have loved to have seen that. I mean, I was a little kid. I, I just but, yeah, no, you a head. It was just, bop. When I went back, he picked the ankle. All of a sudden, I'm on my back looking at the lights. He's throwing a cradle on me, and the ref is going. And I'm like, well... I put a lot of effort in for that to be my match. Because <laughs> wrestling practice is no joke. It is no joke. I think with that, we wrap her up. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast. It's none of those things. Elliot, thanks for coming over today to get this recording in. No problem. I think um, next week we may take a week off. My sister's coming into town this coming weekend. Uh-huh. So we will see... If we can get a recording in or not. But if we don't, we'll see you all in a couple weeks. Catch us on Facebook at None of Those Things. Also on the Dirty Dina Studio Facebook group. Catch us on Instagram at This.Those. Also, a new Instagram has been added for Brian's Beers. So catch me on at Brian's Beer Show on Instagram. Catch us on Twitter at This underscore Those. And drop us an email. This podcast is none of those things at gmail.com. So once again, thank you very much. And we will see you next time.